I told my banker, I said, this is my plan for my environment. I'm going to market in Spanish and nobody's going to believe it's, it's me speaking in Spanish <laughs> because when you look at me, that's the shocker. So, Yo, quiero anyway. ser tu abogado. Yeah, You're not right. that Yo, guy. Yo, sir, tu abogado. No te crees. Hey, everybody, this is Charlie Clark. This is When Zay Met, and this is When Zay Met Me. Dame chance, por favor. How's it going down, mi gente? I am Zay Zay, and welcome to When Zay Zay Met. Uh, today, we're meeting with a producer, writer, and actor extraordinaire. His latest film is called Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. Show your love, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Charlie Clark. How you doing? Hey, how's everybody? <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> Good to see you today. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Let's start from sort of the beginning, right? You grew up in the Rio Grande Valley, no? Yes, I grew up on the border of Mexico in McAllen, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley, yeah. So tell me what it was like for a young Charlie Clark. What was it like growing up um, in the Rio Grande Valley? It was interesting uh, growing up in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, I was very fortunate that I had a, a Mexican nana from Monte Morelos, uh, Nuevo Leon, Mexico. And so I had half my lifetime was sort of like in the gringo household and the other half of my life was in the Mexican household. So I got to go to her house and I got to grow up there and, and that's where I had the most fun. Like in my house, I couldn't touch anything and puro stress. Uh, and when I went to the Mexican household, oh my God, I had so much fun. Tacos de papa con huevo, ven a comer tus tacos. And I was watching uh, Chapulín Colorado y Chavo del Ocho and El Santo, claro. which were sort of inspiration for, for the Green Ghost, actually. So, oh my yeah, gosh. I, I got to, I love being able to go to, to her neighborhood. And then she took me to Mexico, where I was the only gringo over there with my little sister. Uh, and we went to the piñatas and the carnes asadas and you know with the music and the cake and everything and i remember those times being so much fun that um i i really uh, actually implemented that into my business so that i those fond memories i had when i was a kid i try to make my environment just like that for for my for my mexican-american and mexican family which i consider the whole community that takes care of me nice that's awesome i mean i guess i guess it 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 it, it tracks right if you grow up in a carnival, maybe that's what you want to give to people, right? If you love, if you grew well, up. Well, that's what I mean. Like, these were humble things. They weren't like expensive things, you know? Yeah. When you go to a party like that, it's like, who's going to bring the cake? Who's going to bring the piñata? Who's going to bring the beet? Yeah. Who's going to bring the charcoal? Everybody brings something and you get together and they have a great time. But, it, but, it, but it's humble things. It's not things that are like fancy pants things, uh, but they're fun. So much fun. So I just... I remember being having such a great time growing up, like having those fun times with her. That that's why those aspects of the culture that I grew up, I understand. Like I have my Mexican side. I was kind of like, you know, I'm disfrazado like a like a gringo, but I have like this Mexican side, por dentro como mexicano. Yeah. You know, so uh, I love that. I, I I'd rather than being up cold. Uh, Frio y seco, you know, yeah, yeah. I'd rather be able to have a little more fun. And that's why I, I enjoy 
this world. And all my businesses are on the Rio Grande River. They're literally on the border of Mexico all the way to El Paso. So I, wow. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. That's amazing. And it's great that you've been able to kind of surround yourself with that, that you've had uh, not only the means, but the wherewithal to surround yourself with those things that you absolutely love. I'm happy for yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, that was actually part of my plan when I went out on my own as an entrepreneur. I told my banker, I said, this is my plan for my environment. I'm going to market in Spanish and nobody's going to believe it's, it's me speaking in Spanish <laughs> because when you look at me, that's the shocker. So, Yo quiero anyway. ser tu abogado. Yeah, You're not right. that Yo guy. Yo quiero ser tu abogado. <laughs> yeah. No te crees. <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's sort of the business plan that got the bank to invest in me. Otherwise, uh, this is not a family business. I started from scratch. And the, mm. the, the, the Mexican and the Spanish community, the Mexican-American community, the Mexican community backed me up. And my Nana was with me on television, and we did most of our stuff. We were the first ones to cater in Spanish and make the environment like a fun environment like what we just talked about. So. Very cool. Very cool. You know, in reading up on you, um, one quickly learns that like cars are in your blood right yes but i come from a car business family you come from a car business family mm -hmm. cars are in your blood but you were able to find success on your own terms that's exactly right tell us a little bit about that well you know i had a tough family situation growing up and of course i had the stepmother who wanted the family business for her kids i was groomed to be the fourth generation and uh she had other plans and i knew that and uh i didn't want to fight my dad about it i didn't want to fight i didn't want to deal with family politics so after a, lots of thought talking to my mentors uh my judo and jiu-jitsu uh mentors and uh you know very they gave me some sound advice you know you want to be happy or or not if you want to let them you know have you buy the short hairs for the rest of your life or take a chance and get out there and, and get started on your own. We think you can do it. We're not going to guarantee that, but we know you, what you've done at your family business. And if you get out there, we think you could go way past what you ever thought you could dream, you could have dreamed of doing in your family business. Yeah. I would have been under the thumb. So yeah, uh, thank God. Um, I got that advice. Um, went to my banker and <laughs> so yeah, it's been a, a crazy ride, but uh, that's how I uh, got out on my own. And then also that's how I created the alter ego of, of Green Ghost, technically, because I wanted to come up with a way to advertise. Um, I found out that I could buy an ad or a 30 minute segment on Mexican television on Televisa okay. for the same price as I could pay for a 30 second commercial on Gringo TV. So oh, wow. I was like, hmm, duh, I could produce uh, something that somebody's going to look at. I'll be in your in your face. If you're flipping through, the likelihood of you catching me in 30 minutes compared to 30 seconds is a lot a lot greater. And I would showcase my sense of humor and making fun of being a gringo superhero, which is the anti-hero. He's not a hero at all. Yeah. He just fumbles the ball all the time. But it also gave me a chance to really showcase my knowledge of my Spanish and my knowledge of the culture. And, and in a fun way where I'm making fun of myself. Sure. So that, that and I got to, to do that. That's all I could afford. I had to, to come up with in, uh, innovative ways to market because I didn't have the budget. These, these guys that inherited their dealerships had all this cash. 
I borrowed everything. So I had to come up with some interesting ways of marketing. And that was one of them. That's great. That's that's let's touch back a little bit, if you don't mind, on um, where you got uh, your main advice, right, from your mentors. Um, Yes. Basically martial artists. Right. Yes. Um, Yes. How long had you done? How long have you been into martial arts? Was it a childhood uh, thing that then you grew into actually, as an adult? When I, I, w- I, I was introduced the hard way uh, to martial arts as a freshman in high school. I wrestled for Anderson High in Austin. And a uh, new kid came into class at the semester and I said, I want him. And wow. uh, I was I was going to dominate him because I had been getting bullied by the, the seniors. I was wrestling in the 119 weight class and he was in my weight class. So I wanted to be able to dominate somebody now. They've been dominating me, so I'm going to dominate him, you know, in wrestling. <laughs> so I, I said, come on, let's go. And he came out and he bowed to me. I was like, what's he bowing to me? What the heck? And uh, I went up to him and he flipped me uh, all over. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and so I got my uh, my coach like, oh, that's enough, Clark. Uh, let's inter- introduce Eric, uh, the state champion. In oh, my God. Like, oh, <laughs> he made me look like a oh, no. fool. Everybody's like, oh, oh, man. So after that, he taught me the pin downs. He taught me how to unbalance people. And I, I ended up swimming because I was sent to military school through the rest of high school, sophomore through senior year. They did not have a wrestling team. Otherwise, I would have been a collegiate wrestler. I was kind of burned out on swimming, but I stayed with swimming. So I'm on a scholarship in college. Okay. Um, but I was doing swimming and wrestling. But that's how I was introduced to martial arts. After I graduated from college and came back uh, to work, I started uh, into judo uh, to be my official sport and uh then i i got into jiu-jitsu and so i competed in jiu-jitsu and i have a black belt in judo and a blue belt in jiu-jitsu but my my mentors in judo uh one was uh, clifton a norgard the other one was carl geist they were giving me some really powerful advice because i was really you know i was going to their class up in houston i was flying up to go to their class oh my and they saw me a little bit down in my head like what's going on it's like wow this is going on with my family business i don't know what to do and they're like well let's talk about it so they started they took an interest in helping me have the confidence to make the decision to walk away from my family business which was i can't walk away from this i'm fourth generation someone are you unhappy yes what do you have the power to do other than complain wow uh, okay, so what if you don't get a dealership, Charlie? At least you can work for somebody else and be happy. So which is it going to be? Are you going to have the golden handcuffs on, or are you going to walk away? Wow. I said, okay, all right, I'll walk away. So, yeah. It's it was powerful. tough. It was powerful. The, the message was like, don't let them own you. Don't let them own your soul. Don't sell your soul. And so I walked away with uh, the idea that hopefully I'll get my own place. It took a year and a half of banging down every door I could find. Everybody was laughing at me. Oh, Charlie, come on. You're not going to be able to buy a dealership. Just go back on your hands and knees and beg for your job back. You can't go just get a dealership. It doesn't work that way. You have to inherit it. I said, no, I don't. I have my financing put together. Thanks for your concern. But I got this. Thank you. Are you ready to do a deal or not? So anyway, I was lucky that I found the smallest Nissan dealership pretty much in the country. Two rich guys bought it and they we're just trying out the car business and they're like charlie we respect what you did we heard what you did you walked away so we'll sell to you yeah we don't we've been messing around with this for a year we've been losing our butt so why not 
they, they did a deal with me and I had to have a partner. Of course, my bank was like, don't come back to me without a damn stout partner because you don't have Jack and uh, somebody who's already in your business because I don't know your business, but you better have a lot of money. You don't have anything. Wow. I said, yes, sir. So I got an investor at that time and uh, came to the table with a contract. And I said, here you cool. go, sir. My in my briefcase. <laughs> It's a, I kind of touch on that in the in the movie actually in yeah. the Green Ghost. Yeah, and you do, you do. Um, yeah. How do you think your experience in becoming a a, a a successful businessman? How do you think those experiences translated or helped you uh, in Hollywood? Well, after almost losing my business several more than several times i mean oh i've actually gone down to zero many times wow um and overcoming that fear so to speak um it's like that fear of falling almost in judo like i learned how to fall and get back up and, and roll with the punches so to speak roll with the falls yeah. take your falls somebody's gonna throw you get back up start again you get the throw or you get the fall either way it's life is like a series of taking these falls in judo which is why i think most kids should get into judo actually um but the confidence that i was able to gain after you know at first i was oh my god i'm gonna fail what if i fail what if i fall you know um every month having to pay those bills to the bank paying those note payments so stressful and after almost losing it all several times i sort of just didn't have that fear anymore so when it came time to do a movie um and I started off with a smaller budget and I didn't know, I didn't know at the time I was going to attract some actual Hollywood real talent. Um, I was going to do it with local actors and <laughs> get it out of my system. And then I got Robert Rodriguez's brother on board. I was like, what? You're Robert Rodriguez's brother? I'm like, get out of here, dude. So then uh, he put me in touch with uh, Michael Olmos as the director and then Edward James Olmos. So you know with Robert Rodriguez being as connected in Hollywood and uh, uh, Edward James Olmos, uh, with that, that depth of talent, especially in Latino Hollywood, film history uh then that got the attention of some of the real actors i mean that were that were named actors i shouldn't say real everybody's a real actor but yeah. just the known uh, named actors like especially danny Trejo. when i heard i was going to get danny Trejo, oh, i was my. like are you kidding me i got machete <laughs> <laughs> that's a big oh, get that is so cool yeah. it's like i can't wait to meet that guy I idolize that guy so then we got you know kuno becker and and uh and renee victor and, you know, it's ironically, Renee Victor, of all the credits she's got, she's Bien Mexicana. She's from uh, San Antonio mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she speaks fluent Spanish and English. And she, uh, she was actually the voice of the abuela in Coco. Coco, yeah. Unbelievable. And so in my my slogan in my company is Nana Pau Pau. Si tu no haces que tu prometas, Nana Pau Pau. You know, so, so weird. That, and and I, she wasn't hired because of that reason. It just turns out that that happened isn't that crazy? Ah, that's so good. And we got, you know, like Bobby Lashley in there from the WWE, Andy Chang, who just finished doing the fight choreography for Shang-Chi. I mean, it, amongst many other credits. Yeah. The yeah. Rundown, Scorpion King, Jackie Chan stunt double for 20 years. So good. Uh, 
Yeah, so we you know the action sequences. Oh my amazing, goodness. amazing action sequence. That's the first thing I said when I walked into the studio today. These fight scenes are ridiculous. Like they are absolute. You know what? Let's 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 talk about it. Let's let's get into it. Right, Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. Right, this yeah. is the new one. It's about to come out. First, are you getting the butterflies yet, or? Oh, you're just cool with cucumber. I, I, I feel cool. I feel like emotion. I'm getting more and more emotional the closer it gets to coming out. Like I feel like, it's, like I almost get teary eyed. Like it's been such a journey, mm. and it, it's so representative of my real life. Uh, it's got a lot of my real life in it. It's making me realize that uh, you know it, it was so hard to get this done, and now that it's here. And I pushed as hard as I could to, to get as close to the, the top uh, Latino stars in the film as I could get. Yeah. I pushed as hard as I could to get the top songs as I could. You know, like Lion the Tiger in Spanish now. Robert, <laughs> in Spanish? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, Gasolina and mm-hmm. 8 8, uh, 6 a.m. by Fitz and Tantrum. So I got some real songs in there, you know. Some good soundtrack. Them. Yes. So it was really tough to get it, though. They didn't want to give them to me. You know? Really? It took, oh, yeah, because I'm a little guy. I mean, come on. We're just an independent film. and But because of the names attached and having the Rodriguez and the almost names, you know, sort of in there, they're like, oh, okay, we'll pay a little more. Hmm. You. <laughs> we'll pay more attention to the gringo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good. So you mentioned it, and that is obviously as I'm reading about you, and as I'm watching the film, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, there's a lot of what I'm reading is his true life. This is right. also, you know, I mean, even the character's named Charlie, right? So, what? How much of it is real, and how well, much of it? I mean, do you know something we don't know? Like, are the, well, the aliens I, are real? I, I, like, what's I'm happening? Gonna, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I know. <laughs> I, I am going to tell you, I know a little something on the alien side. I'm not going to get into it. Ah. Uh, no, I, I'm just telling you, I'm sorry. I can't. I don't, my puppets would shoot me in the face. But um, <laughs> but I am, I have a, a UFO scientist buddy and I have been doing investigations down in Chile. And yes, really? we've got really awesome stuff. We're doing a documentary later. After Come on. School. You got to keep yeah. me posted. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I think that there's something actually quite mystical and mysterious that happened at Teotihuacan. Mm-hmm. So the mythology behind uh, the whole movie happens around Teotihuacan right. and the uh, the unexcavated uh, part of Teotihuacan. So uh, that's why it's it's it's. The, I want this this mythology can go in all sorts of directions after this film. It's really cool. Sure. Really, really. So I'm glad you sure. caught that. I even I even caught the uh, the uh, Marvelesque post credit sequence of you guys as soon as you watch this don't go anywhere number one you're gonna love the credits because it's nothing but pictures of mr clark and his nana but uh stick around when it's all said and done there's a i don't know it, it, i don't you. know i don't know what it left me a little confused but uh it also left me like a, hmm, maybe something else is gonna happen yes yes something <laughs> else is gonna happen so i'm glad all that <laughs> of course, of course. So I, there is a lot of, like you said, your real life in there. Were you able yeah. to use a lot of like your the, the people in well, your life in this movie, especially at the dealership well, scenes? And I stuff did. Like that? I used I used a lot of the people in my dealership absolutely because I do play myself in the film. So mm-hmm. you'll see Charlie Clark Nissan's in there. I'm Charlie Clark, struggling car car dealer, right. which I was struggling. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, and um, so I went when I was going to going through that hell 
you know it was just like wow so i used a lot of uh my actual i got to include my team members which they loved oh. you know and the and, and i wish i could have uh, included nana she just got had gotten to an age where she couldn't do it but she was in my original show my actual mexican nanny was in my yeah. gringos and mexican show playing our magical mary poppins type uh i love uh, it. Na nana so yeah. uh, the movie's dedicated to her and then in a broader sense also dedicated to sort of like my, my mexican-american family um that has supported me through all this who bought cars from me who supported me throughout the years it's dedicated to all of them because without them man i wouldn't have been anything bro nothing they helped me a lot and they've been taking care of me since i was born starting with nana you know what i mean and then after that going up knocking on doors in her neighborhood hola um ustedes tienen tortillas de harina para mí por favor no puedes pedir tortillas those are my favorite too i'm not gonna she goes i'm not no te voy a dar tus shorts si no me importa yo me voy a mis calzones i would go to my calzones and i would knock on the door and ask for tortillas no charlie tú no puedes hacer eso nana pao pao <laughs> little charlie going house to house asking for tortillas that's bananas i did <laughs> that I did. is so definitely inspired by her and and dedicated to her like you said that's that's what the whole ending sequence is about it's so cool because you even you i mean obviously you know you said she was a little older now is she still with us bt does she's 99 years 99. old that was the last year. picture that was the 20, last picture yeah 20 yeah on the tw uh december 26th she turned 99. oh my gosh has she seen it yet no because what i'm trying to do is um she she's she was going through a period where she was you know not that you know not that conscious but uh, she's now at a point where she you know i've been trying to jog her memory more and more and sure, more sure. and and so once um I, i'm taking her to the the the, the green carpet uh down yes. here on thursday and i want her to see everybody she can't be out that long but i'm gonna have her out for a bit and i'm gonna i'm gonna go watch the movie uh her uh with her uh on the on tv not she's not able to be in the theater she has to be in bed i'll watch with her yeah <laughs> i love it i love it that's gonna be so so wonderful for her is nana you think the person in your life you want to make the most proud i would say so like i tell all my people i said guys you realize you know at first i put her in the commercials because they didn't believe it was my spanish people the, the mexican people thought you know so i was like no me creen and i was like wow okay here's the reason you know so when i said here's the reason i speak spanish they're like oh it's this algo real and that's when i came up with a way for her to show authority over me like i thought of it on the spot as they were putting on makeup we're going to shoot our first commercial 1999 mm. and uh she she uh i said yeah so that whole bow just stuck like crazy and she only came up to my shoulder you know so yeah. or to my half my not even to my shoulder uh half my bicep and she was looking up at me like Nana, pow, pow. it was hilarious <laughs> so uh yeah um, i mean i would say that guys she told me when I went out on my own, she said, Charlie, olvídate de los gringos, de tu familia del country club, todos esos que se creen grandes, olvídate de ellos. De, 
puedes depender, confiar en mi gente, ellos te van a cuidar. So she, she, she basically was telling me that her peeps would take care of me, and sure enough, they have. And I've catered to them ever since, and I've made my whole culture about that. And I've told everybody here, would you, the way you're treating this person, would it make Nana proud? And then me. After that, me. But number one, Nana. So yes, I would say I was that she's the one I would want to make most proud to to do the right thing by our people, by our customer base, by my team members. Mm. Mm. You know what? I I see what she saw in you, and I well, think thank you. Uh, I think you're you're a stand up guy, and thank uh, you very much. And I'm happy to have you as part of the culture, brother. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate you. <laughs> Definitely appreciate you. Um, okay. Uh, do me a favor, 30 seconds. Sell me this movie. Why do I need to go see Green Ghost? Okay, because Green Ghost started as a, you know, as a concept where it was just going to be a local film, right? It was going to be a local movie, just uh, filmed right here at home. But it ended up growing into something more. It still is an independent film, but it was filmed right here in Texas, dedicated to my to my nana, dedicated to my extended family. I'm the adopted gringo into the Mexican family. I hope that's how I feel anyway. And the action, the, the talent we have behind this, Danny Trejo and Andy Chang, all the talent that we have to this now it grew into something else and, and the action sequences is about family the, the action is unbelievable so i mean and the cinematography is great too so it looks now it looks big it looks really good i think you're gonna love it that's wonderful real quick also um i'm dominican and you had two of no. us in the movie right <laughs> oh yeah tu eres dominicano yo soy dominicano mi hijo, mi, mi hijo es dominicano oh si sí. mi hijo es dominicano, dominicano. No, oh. pero mi hijo es dominicano. <laughs> pero mi hijo es dominicano. Oh, that's él awesome. Vive en la él vive en la República Dominicana. Oh. He just, he, I just saw him in Miami. Okay. And um, I'm, I, he's wonderful. I just got him into judo. He's nine years old. So ah. I just got him into judo. So, yes, I have a Dominican son. No. I mean, he's American, but he's his mom is Dominican and he lives in the Dominican Republic. He's an American citizen. But okay. I love him to death and he's a wonderful young man. So how cool are you Dominican? Yeah, That's all. I'm Dominican. I'm Dominican. And I saw that you had a couple of us. That's right. Uh, That's right. A couple of baseball. Remember, so I, I have a very multicultural, like I have about 600 employees and I only have about four gringos. Other than that, it's mainly Mexican, Dominican, <laughs> Venezuelan, and the Dominican baseball players that came over here that, that finished up with their contracts, you know, they were looking to make some decent money and so they came on board with me i love them to death and i ah. love them to death my, my dominican family man i love them christopher adrian clark Ay, que bien. well thank you very much we appreciate thank you, you being much. on our show really great meeting you man great meeting you, you too man and i i i wish you nothing but success and happiness not only for this film but in your entire life brother thank you my friend Thank you all so much for watching When Zayzay Met. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell to be notified when we upload more conversations with celebrities and other interesting people. Now, if you'd like to see your favorite celebrity on the show, it's simple. Just tell us who that is by leaving us a comment down below. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Hasta la próxima. Lo quiero del corazón.